Good afternoon, everyone. Kurt Everson here at the South Dakota Bankers Association, bringing you this week's report of legislative activity from the winter wonderland that is the state capitol and pier. The first bill I want to talk about this week is House Bill 1070, deals with judgment by confession. SDBA's proactive effort to prevent the misuse of this legitimate legal tool that is currently used in loan workouts passed its final legislative hurdles this week. On Tuesday, HB 1070 was heard and approved on a unanimous vote by the members of the Senate Judiciary Committee. The committee also placed the bill on the Senate consent calendar where it passed without opposition on Wednesday. Next stop is the desk of Governor Nome. House Bill 1265 dealt with legislative access to tax returns. Under this bill, the executive director of the Legislative Research Council could access individual tax returns filed by South Dakota taxpayers, including bank franchise tax returns, if the director felt such information was needed in order to develop state revenue projections or to estimate the effect that any proposed legislation might have on state or local government revenues. The SDBA led private sector opposition to this measure during Wednesday's debate in the House State Affairs Committee. Committee members ultimately voted to defeat the measure, sending House Bill 1265 to the mythical 41st legislative day by a vote of 9 to 2. In a related bill, House Bill 1135, uh, it provides for the use of certain confidential information by the director of the Legislative Research Council. An amended version of HB 1135 was debated Wednesday in the House State Affairs Committee. The SDBA testified in opposition to the bill, expressing specific concerns over maintaining the confidentiality of bank exam records held by the South Dakota Division of Banking. Opposing testimony was also offered by association lobbyists representing retailers, insurers, chambers of commerce, contractors, and even newspapers. Two committee members weren't able to be present for Wednesday's meeting, which, as it turned out, made it impossible to tally the seven votes needed to either pass or defeat the bill. After Friday's House floor session, the committee met again to take final action on HB 1135. Committee members further amended House Bill 1135 at the request of the prime sponsor and then proceeded to defeat the measure, deferring it to the 41st day by a vote of 7 to 6. The next bill, House Bill 1050, dealt with possession and use of scanners and re-encoders to authorize payment card information without authorization. Retired Reliabank President Hugh Bartles, a representative from Watertown, uh, brought this bill to update criminal statutes dealing with information stored on payment cards. It passed unanimously out of the House Judiciary Committee on Wednesday. Since committee members also voted to place HP 1050 on the House consent calendar, it passed the full House of Representatives without dissent on Thursday. Next stop is over to the Senate Judiciary Committee. House Bill 1207 uh, 
protects uh, financial institutions who provide uh, services to cannabis-related businesses. The House Commerce Committee heard brief introductory remarks for HB 1207 on Friday from the prime sponsor, Representative Carl Perry from Aberdeen. This measure was meant to enable banking of the nation's cannabis industry by way of a state-chartered specialty bank. Under HB 1207, no South Dakota bank would be required to provide financial services to any cannabis-related business. Because SDBA's Board of Directors was concerned about enacting any state law that would be in direct conflict with any number of federal statutes, I was prepared to oppose the measure alongside the director of the South Dakota Division of Banking. In the interest of avoiding a long debate on a bill with limited prospects for passage, Representative Perry and Commerce Committee Chairman Representative Tim Rounds from Peer agreed that the bill should be laid on the table without any debate. Members of the committee unanimously agreed with that strategy, so discussion of cannabis banking is finished for 2019. House Bill 1173 is commonly referred to as the Guns in Trunks Bill. This measure that pits the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms against the rights of private property owners to control what is allowed or not allowed within the exterior boundaries of their property was heavily amended in the House State Affairs Committee on Wednesday afternoon. The amendment, offered by the bill's prime sponsor, Representative Kevin Jensen from Canton, removed the problematic language contained in Section 8 of the bill as it was originally submitted. I had raised concerns about the potential for a standoff between an employer who had instituted a no-guns-in-the-building policy and an employee who felt the need to have his or her weapon close by in a holster or maybe at the desk as a necessary measure of self-defense. As amended, the SDBA did not testify in opposition to the bill. Um, After much debate, members of the State Affairs Committee sent the measure to the full House of Representatives by a vote of 7 to 4. The last bill for the week, House Bill 1090, uh, originally dealt with the subject of Uh, Commercial Property Assessed Clean Energy Programs. Last week, I was pleased to report the the defeat of CPACE enabling legislation. That said, members of the House Commerce Committee breathed new life into the carcass of HB 1090 on Wednesday by supporting a Hoghouse Amendment. The amendment totally gutted HB 1090, changing it from a measure to enable CPACE programs into one that repeals a few sections of existing law dealing with powers of eminent domain on airports whose property crosses state lines. As far as any member of the legislature is aware, no such situation exists. But on Friday morning, Commerce Committee members voted to send the newly amended version of HB 1090 down to the House floor. On the odd chance that any bankers suffering from insomnia or winter boredom notice that HB 1090 came back to life, don't worry. In a play on the words of Chevy Chase from a very old edition of Saturday Night Live's Weekend Update, C-Pace is still dead. 
All right, that's it for this week. As always, please contact me anytime you have questions or concerns. Everybody, have a great, safe weekend.